Welcome back to Law Pod episode 17 for Bryden's Lawyers. I am Lee Hedgebantelis, the principal of Bryden's Lawyers, and today I have with me one of my senior lawyers in our superannuation and TPD division, Stacey Phillips. Good morning, Stacey, and welcome. Morning, thank you for having me. Now, welcome back, Stacey. You've just returned to work, haven't you, from extended leave, and would you like to explain to us why that was? Yes, I had a little baby boy who's Con- nearly one. Congratulations. That's baby <laughs> number... Number two. And the first was a... Boy. Boy, so that's the two boys. Two Are boys? we thinking girl? No more. That's it? No more. Done no. and dusted. Yep, oh, that's well, right. <laughs> well done. All right, well, you left us whilst working in the superannuation and TBD division. You've returned to that division. Yes. Nothing much has changed, I hope. No. The law is still pretty much the same? It is. And still a lot of work? Yes. We are seeing some stricken policy terms, but managing really well. That seems to be the trend, doesn't it? We'll go through that a little bit later, but anything that they feel may prove to be an avenue or an area that can be looked at for the benefit of injured people mm-hmm. always gains the attention of governments, but adversely, so far as the interests of the injured person are concerned. And so what they're looking at is the strengthening of the definitions yes. to entitle people to make claims. Yes. Well, we'll go through that shortly. Well, let's talk briefly about TPD and IP. Now, what does TPD stand for? TPD stands for Total and Permanent Disablement, and IP stands for Income Protection. Now, tell us a little bit about TPD insurance. This insurance arises pursuant to an insurance policy and most people become covered for TPD or income protection through their superannuation fund. It's usually on a default basis which means that they don't have to fill out any questionnaires it's just offered as part of their membership. Well, people can also have insurance through a retail policy, which means that they've actually gone and applied for that insurance through a broker or the insurance company directly. Okay, so many people would not be aware that they would have TPD cover under their superannuation policy. That's right. We right. have a lot of people come to us and we make investigations on their behalf. And sometimes it's the case that the person will have multiple insurance policies that they weren't even aware of. So, well, TPD we know stands for total and permanent disablement, but it doesn't necessarily mean total and permanent as in complete and forever. We'll discuss that in a moment, but it's people who are generally unable to return to work by reason of injury or illness. Firstly, does the injury or illness have to be work-related? No, it doesn't. All right, well, that makes it easy. So if someone has a condition, for example, that's unrelated to their work and unable to work, that can still activate the policy. Yes, that's right. All right, well, I think that's very important for people to know. Yes. All right, so look, under what circumstances then can we make a TPD claim? So you had to have suffered an injury or an illness which has caused you to cease work generally be under the age of 65 you have to have been off work for the qualifying period which is usually three or six consecutive months and at the end of that period be unlikely to return to a suitable occupation given your previous education training and experience now if you weren't working when you sustained an injury or illness you still may have a TPD claim available to you but the threshold is going to be much higher and you'll have to satisfy things such as specific loss which is the loss of two of your limbs or the sight in an eye, or unable to perform the activities of daily living, such as feeding, toileting, bathing, without the help of another person. So depending on your circumstances, you could have a claim available to you. All right. Now we spoke earlier about the strengthening of the definition of TPD, and that falls within the policy document itself. That's right. And of course, the more stricter they make the definition, the more difficult it is to actually make a claim. So for example, if we're talking total and permanent disablement, as I said earlier, it doesn't necessarily mean complete and forever, but if they strengthen the definition, it makes it harder to comply and satisfy the requirements. Is that what is happening? We are seeing that. However, everything is dependent on the policy and all the intricate terms. So whilst it may appear 
that it's harder to claim. When you review the policy in full detail and compare it to evolving case law, we are able to bring successful claims. All right, well, in addition to TBD, many people carry their own income protection insurance yes. and for good reason, because the way that the motor accident and workers' compensation schemes are these days, you can't rely upon receiving proper compensation if you're injured in those circumstances. So tell us a little bit about income protection. How do you make an income protection claim and what are you covered for? Income protection is a monthly payment and like TPD, you need to have suffered an injury or an illness that's caused you to stop work, but you need to show that you can't perform the important duties of your occupation. You also need to be under the care of a medical practitioner and see them on a regular basis and not engaged in any occupation at all. So you'll be paid a monthly benefit for every month that you satisfy those terms and conditions for the maximum benefit period. Depending on the policy, it could be a period of seven years or up until the age of 65. It really just depends on what's applicable to the claimant. The claimant could also have partial disability insurance applicable. The partial disability insurance is a reduced payment if they are able to perform some of their duties, just not all of them. Fair enough. Okay, so we know then we can make these claims. Now, you mentioned, of course, monthly payments under the income protection policy, but with a superannuation policy, it's a lump sum payment, isn't it? Yes, so superannuation policies can have both TPD and income protection, it just depends on the nature. But yeah, you're right, TPD is a lump sum payment and income protection is usually a monthly payment. And with respect to the lump sum payment by a superannuation fund, it could be taxable depending on the person's age? Yes, that's right. Lots of things impact the amount of tax, with things such as the eligible service date and the taxable and non-taxable components, which is why a lot of our clients will seek financial advice. So apart from the superannuation policy of insurance, that is the TPD and the IP, income protection, mm -hmm. you've also got your superannuation benefits yes. themselves, the, you know, the contributions that the individual worker has made as well as the employer. They can be accessed to sometimes early. They can. In what circumstances? If you meet a condition of release prescribed by legislation, you can access your superannuation early. One of the ones we see a lot is permanent incapacity, which is an application that's made directly to the super fund and accompanied by reports of two doctors saying that you are unlikely to return to work because of your ill health. Another one is severe financial hardship, which is another application made directly to the fund. Usually the person will have to be in receipt of Centrelink benefits for up to six months. And if that application is approved, it's only for up to $10,000 at a time rather than the whole balance, as in permanent incapacity applications. Another ground is compassionate grounds, which is an application made to the Department of Human Services. This ground can be used if a person or their dependent needs to pay for medical expenses or mortgage assistance. And again, it's usually for an amount of up to $10,000 at a time. Excellent. All right. There seems to be a common theme, of course, whether it be a claim for early payout of superannuation benefits or income protection or total and permanent disablement, that is medical grounds. And so I'm assuming then that that's largely determined by medical evidence. Yes which would be reports from treating doctors. Yes. And do we on occasion arrange for specialist examination too of a claimant? We can, although these types of claims focus more on the treating doctors and their opinions. All right, so apart from the medical evidence, what other sort of evidentiary materials do we look for in support of a claim? We need evidence from employers and also the client's vocational history is very important as well to determine what skills and experience they have acquired throughout their vocational history. 
industry. So that's the sort of thing that we do for them. Yes. Of course, we go, we gather all that material. Yes, we do. We look at the policy itself, what the policy provisions are. We make sure that we address those provisions with the evidence that we recover. Yes, we do. Okay, makes sense to me. We've spoken about someone being injured at work or not at work or suffering yep. a condition outside of work that may result in a claim. But if you are injured at work, of course, then you will have workers' compensation rights as well. Can you have a workers' compensation claim as well as a superannuation claim? Yes, you can. And many of our clients have concurrent TPD claims at the same time as their workers' compensation. And a lot of our clients aren't actually aware that if they are considered fit for suitable duties for the purpose of their workers' compensation claim, they can still satisfy the TPD definition because the TPD claim considers all medical conditions that affect a person's capacity to work, including those that are non-compensable through the workers' compensation scheme, providing they were present at the date last worked. All right, so there is an overlap between the two claims, of course, as to the ability to work, but the superannuation, TPD and IP claims may extend the claims, say, for under the workers' compensation scheme by looking at other areas that the workers' compensation scheme doesn't take into account. Yes, that's right. So it's incredibly important that all aspects of the person's condition be considered as to what rights they may have available to them. Yes. So I think the mistake might be made, not by Brian's lawyers, is that when you're dealing with a workers' compensation client, you may not consider that they have other rights available to them. Has that been your experience with people that have come in to yes. see us? Yes, we've had a lot of clients say that they weren't even aware that they had a TPD claim available to them and we've brought successful claims for them. Well, fortunately for those people, they came to Brian's lawyers. Yes. All right, and it doesn't have to be a workers' comp claim either. If, for example, someone's seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident yes. and unable to work any longer, yes. that would also trigger a superannuation claim. Yes. All right, well, look, it seems to me a fairly comprehensive scheme. As I say, I am concerned, however, because of the propensity now for people to make these claims, given that they have insurance available to them. I understand the government might be looking at these policies of insurance very closely moving forward, because I understand that also that these sorts of policies may have been the subject of comment in the recent Royal Commission. So I'm assuming that ASIC's probably having a close look to make sure that insurers are doing the right thing by injured persons who make these claims. Yes, that's right. I mean, at the end of the day, these insurers accept the premiums for their insurances and they've got to accept the risk as well. I have no difficulty with insurance claims being made and people receiving what they are entitled to. Well, Stacey, this has been a joy for me and very educational and I hope it has been very educational for all of those who are listening to us in Law Pod land. Thank you very much for joining us today and speaking about a topic I think will resonate with a lot of people because I don't thing, especially those who have been unable to work by reason of injury or conditions outside of their employment would right. not be aware that they may have a claim. That's right. A lot of people that become ill yep. aren't aware that they also have an insurance benefit available to them. And given that it's correct to say, isn't it, that there's no strict time limits that apply? Not necessarily, no. We've had people come to us that stopped working nearly 10 years ago and are able to make a successful claim for them. All right. So anybody who is unable to work, undertake their usual occupation by reason of injury or illness, need to contact Bride's Lawyers as soon as possible and we will have a free one-on-one consultation with you and explain what rights you may have to claim lump sum compensation. Thank you, Stacey, very much. And thank you all for listening again today to LawPod episode 17. We will return next week with another interesting topic and guest. But if there's anything in particular that you would like to hear, please email us directly at lawpod at brydens.com.au and let us know your thoughts. And if possible, we will address them. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Not so sure about TikTok as yet. I don't think we're on TikTok now. I think we'll, we'll give that one a miss. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and I'll speak to you again shortly. Bye.